now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly and how to fix Captain Dennis's engine for his Mooney 201. Uh, we, we've been kind of diverted on our typical flight path of information and kind of brought it back closer to home because dennis is getting his engine overhauled we've been covering all these different elements of the process and and you are making progress at this point right dennis oh we definitely are the engine is uh safely in jd's hands up at uh, pinnacle aircraft engines and they've started the teardown and if you have been following us on the website i've actually put a couple of uh, updates on the captain dennis's flight blog uh, with some pretty gory photos uh, that were provided to me by by JD, uh-huh. and it's kind of disturbing when you start opening it up and looking at these parts that are supposed to be smooth and shiny, and they're anything but. Okay, and JD is with us here on Just Plain Radio right now. JD, would you uh, concur with uh, Captain Dennis's description of those pictures? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> okay, that's it's kind of kind of part of the cam when it goes bad. That's only what. What happens is the the lifters start to look like the moon, you know, real big craters in it and rough mm. looking. Uh, and it's same with the cam. The cam kind of starts to move all the metal off the edges and roll the edges off. Right. Well, is that what you expected to see, JD, when you got in there, or did you expect it to be worse, better, or what? As soon as he said he had a cam issue, that, that's kind of what we expect to see. Yeah. Um, you know, it's when they start to go, they go quickly and, and don't really look that pretty when they go. Mm. And, and as far as the uh, time on the engine, I mean, Dennis, you were about, what, a couple of hundred hours uh, away from the overhaul? Is it time limit thing? Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, real close. I was just just up to almost 1,800 hours on a 2,000-hour engine. So yeah. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Is that what you would have expected to see You know, on an engine in that kind of uh, situation there, JD, or does it just depend on how much the engine and, and airplane have been used uh, over the process? Uh, yeah, that really comes down to the amount of time it's been used, yeah. or you know, counter time, not really hours flown. I, I see a lot of engines that come in with twenty one, twenty two hundred hours, and the, the cam and lifters are beautiful in it. Hmm. Um, and I've seen the other way; you have five hundred hours, but the engine has five hundred hours of thirty years, then the cam looked just like his. Got it. Um, you know, so it really, that that really comes down to the corrosion and the amount of time it sits more so than the actual time on the engine. Mm. So sitting is way worse than uh, possibly hours. Is that a fair assumption? Oh, ab- yeah. absolutely. Okay. Well, you should have flown more, Dennis. Well, that wasn't my <laughs> fault. I was flying that pants off that thing since I bought it four years ago. But uh, if the previous owners, I can't really speak to how much they were using it, and the damage was probably already done. Well, they're not here, so we can throw them under the bus accordingly, of course. <laughs> so we will. Uh, but but uh, that's very normal, actually. Um, you'll see that uh, somebody you know has just purchased the airplane a year or so, and they've bought it, and you know, of course, they're going to fly it a lot because that's what they bought it for where the older uh, you know the old owner 
just kind of either lost interest or couldn't fly anymore. You know, you always have these gentlemen that one day they're going to fly again and the, the airplane just kind of sits. Uh, and then they come to the realization, well, I just need to get rid of it. Right. Um, and it's, you know, no blame to them. They were anticipating on being able to fly again. Um, and, you know, they weren't and it sat. And that's normally where the problem starts. And somebody gets in it and they start flying the, the wings off the thing. And that's yeah. when it really starts to come apart on them. Well, and they put the ad in the the trades or whatever for sale. And it uh, looks like a bargain. And, and, you know, it probably still was in this case. But uh, but you just don't know if it's been sitting, I guess, right. and le- until you kind of, you know, talk to them a little bit more. So you got to be careful or a little bit more, I don't know, uh, just be concerned that if you see something that looks like an awesome deal, that it's probably better that, um, you know, they're active pilots and they've been flying the bejesus out of their aircraft as opposed to, well, like you said, they've kind of lost interest or got distracted and it's been sitting there for six months or a year or more, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and as far as everything else, how is the overhaul going uh, from your perspective there, J.D.? Uh, everything's moving forward, you know, as, at a normal pace. Um, there really isn't anything above and beyond that we found uh, other than the well pump housing and the gears have a little bit of metal in it. But the piston skirts, I already knew they were going to have metal when the cam takes uh, a crap on them. They, the metal kind of drops down onto the skirt of the piston and embeds into it, mm. which at overhaul, we're going to replace those anyways. He's going to get new pistons. So no big deal. They just, you know, go in the scrap bin. Um, but that's all real normal of, of the metal contamination process from the lifters going bad. Okay. So nothing's popped up uh, that you haven't expected, at least so far. No, not at all. Yeah. Are you far along or far enough along in the process at this point where you're kind of past those elements and it's just now a matter of kind of working through the, the you know, the step-by-step plan you do to do one of these uh, overhauls or what? Uh, we probably have the crankshaft went out to the vendor, uh, to aircraft specialties that had some scoring in it. So I want them to be able to grind it and re-nitride it. We can't re-nitride in-house, so we don't grind them in-house. Mm-hmm. Um so that is there in that process. But as far as everything else that we do in-house, um, everything's pretty much made it through the inspection process. The clean, you know, It's been disassembled, cleaned, inspected. Uh, so now it's on the cart waiting for the rest of the parts from the vendors to come in and also start ordering parts and getting all the piece parts in. Got it. Um, so and No surprise you know, it, uh, orders of parts that uh, might take a long, long time to get back to you at, at this point. No, the the longest thing we're going to be waiting on, which we've got several sets on order, is the cylinders for that engine model. Those angle valve cylinders um, are very hard to get, both from Lycoming and also the PMA uh, Continental Titan parts. Got it. And uh, Dennis, I know we've had a lot of comments from uh, you know passengers here at Just Plain Radio asking about the process. I know one of them had something to do with before you sent the engine off. Did you get some oil? uh analyzing done right before you did this or something did you see that i think it was on facebook or something i hadn't seen that but uh the oil analysis has been done uh ritually since i got the airplane and we honestly did not pick up on anything in the oil uh, analysis and that's probably a testament to the oil filters uh doing a really good job of picking that metal up Mm. um you know, I've had a few people ask me, well, you know, did you, what did you see in the, in the oil filters? And, and about a year ago, we saw some metal, 
And we we were told to watch it closely, which we've done. And I've had two annuals since then and multiple oil changes and had A&Ps inspect the elements. They've been fine. So we thought, you know, maybe it was just a one time, but somewhere that that metal went somewhere and it didn't go in the oil filter and it didn't go in the oil analysis. Mm. And uh, JD found it. It's all over in all the small parts of the engine. Well, yeah. And you just don't know. Is that the case, JD? Would you typically pick up something like that in an oil uh, analysis uh, precursor to a situation like this? Or what do you think? I I don't, personally, I don't really uh, care a whole lot about oil analysis. Um, only because I've seen this time and time again. Yeah. Uh, you know, oil analysis has always been good. Well, then you open it up and, well, couldn't have been too good because there's a whole lot of iron missing. Right. Um, I'm more of an oil filter guy. Actually, the first filters that anybody does after I do an overhaul, even when Dennis gets his back, the first filter he pulls, he's going to send back to me for inspection. Mm. Uh, you're going to find a whole lot more in the oil filter and a good inspection on the filter, not just cutting it open and glancing at it, actually cutting the element off, putting it in a vice, draining all the oil out of it, laying it out nice and dry and clean, uh, getting it under the microscope and looking at the different particles that are in it. It will tell you a whole lot more than what, you know, a, a, Oil analysis will. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, JD, you know, uh, I'd love to talk to you longer, but I know Dennis wants his airplane back. So we're going to let you go. <laughs> and uh, if you want to check in with JD at Pinnacle Aircraft Engines, it's pinnacleaircraftengines.com uh, or simpler uh, web address, pae.aero uh, is a way to get to them as well. Good stuff. And we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. To every citizen throughout our land, have a glorious Independence Day. Have a great Fourth of July. God bless you and God bless America. Happy Fourth of July. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. Happy Fourth of July weekend to you. Hopefully, you're making the best of it. Uh, Captain Dennis evidently has a little bit more time for wieners and hamburgers for this weekend because he's not flying his aircraft. It's all tore apart in little bits and pieces. What, what do you think, JD and the folks at Pinnacle? Do you think they take uh, pictures of all the parks uh, like you do in your hangar and have them a uh, catalog? Like, okay, this screw goes there. This that screw goes. There, this prop goes onto this. Are they? They're a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, professional. You think? I don't know if they need to go to that extreme because yeah, a lot I'm of the stuff not. that they're taking off my engine is going right straight into a scrap bin. They're not going to reuse uh, the majority of the sm- the hardware. They're going to be oh, really? putting all brand new nuts, bolts, screws. You don't want to repurpose uh, things like uh, self locking screws because they're going to lose strength after that first. They're time not going to lock down. as good the second time. Yeah, so. we kind of wanted to hold it together as well as it did the first time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of that small stuff gets replaced, and it's not worth trying to save money for, you know, a dollar bolt here and there. Right. Just well, replace them. You feel good about it, and it sounds like things are going fairly smoothly uh, so far, which is uh, always good news for an aircraft owner like yourself. Would you agree? I, I would agree. You know, the hardest part was that initial you know, taking those bolts off and pulling the engine off. It's like, okay, there's no turning back now. We have to do this. And now it's only going to get better because this is an opportunity that you don't get very often to go through everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not just overhauling the engine. As as we talked with Cody Stallings up at Stallings Aircraft Propeller, we sent the prop out. Yeah. Well, probably a good thing because, you know, we found there was pitting and some corrosion in the, in the prop. And, you know, he had an opportunity to clean up the blades and turns out that one was a lot heavier than another. So now that the the aircraft propeller is going to be a lot better balanced. So maybe it'll be a little bit smoother. Uh, Plus it's got a new coat of paint. It looks nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, It should be good for another, you know, 10, 20 years, right? There you go. Yeah. So so you got that back. It's just sitting there uh, in your hangar. Or your garage. It's, it's sitting, in, yes, it's yeah. sitting in the hangar under the airplane right now in its little crate that we made for it. Right. Uh, you know, we've been sending off a lot of the other small parts. You know, now that we've confirmed that we had metal in the engine, it definitely uh, reinforced my decision to send everything out. You know, little thing, there's an oil cooler, that, you know, on the back of the engine. I sent that off to a place in California that specializes in cleaning oil coolers because we want to get any metal shavings and stuff out of there. Mm-hmm. And then they also got all the bugs and debris and everything out of the cooling fin. So we're going to make sure that we have a good oil cooler that doesn't, uh, you know, allow the engine to overheat or anything like that. Right. You know, it, it costs an extra, what, 200 bucks, but that's peace of mind to me. You know, same thing with the propeller governor that adjusts the speed of the prop that uses engine oil. Guess what? Metal got in that too, mm. to the point that they couldn't repair it. I had to actually go out and purchase a replacement one. So 
all of these little things are are getting together, getting done, getting back here so that once that engine's done, we can start to bolt everything together, get the engine hung, and we're going to have a completely new airplane from that firewall all the way out to the spinner. Well, there you go. That that has to feel good. Well, once it's done. Are, are you once keeping a rolling tie, uh, total? I mean, I know we're getting that question. Like, how much is costing Captain Dennis? Like a, it, it's costing a lot. I yeah. have started a GoFundMe. I'll put the link up on our webpage. Right. Uh, how yeah, much honestly, have you gotten so far? Uh, zero. Okay. Well. Yeah. It's just, yeah. What? That's kind of what he expected. <laughs> but got it. You know, I got to try. You right? got to try. Sure. You can throw I, it I, out there. You know, maybe people feel bad for me and uh, and pitch in a little no. bit so I can help get you in the air. You know. Well, okay. You could play that card. Hey, come on. I'm doing this for Greg. To get him uh, certified as a as a pilot, that, that actually may work against you, Dennis. Just so it, we're clear, it, it could right, but but regardless, uh, you know, as much as I want to keep a running score of it, I honestly, at the end of the day, I kind of don't want to know what right. this is going to cost either. But yeah, you know, it it does add to the value of the airplane, though. So at the end of the day, that airplane is in, you know, it's an asset, right? And it's worth money to me, and. It's going to be, you know, worth much more as we talked about with Parker. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, it, just, just ballpark. Uh, what do you, what is your expectation on the total cost of this thing once you have it back and put together? Do you have like it's uh, going to break me for about fifty grand or something? Or no, it's going to be less than that. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be just over thirty. Okay. Uh, all right. You know, the propeller overhaul came in substantially less than I thought it was going to. I was really happy with that. I was yeah. able to save quite a bit of money on the prop governor because I bought a overhauled one instead of uh, having to buy a new one. So mm-hmm. things like that, you know, I'm able to shop uh, cost effectively. Right. But you're all caught up at this point, aren't you? With everything that you've had shipped out and it's already come back, like the prop yep. and everything else. So, prop, I mean, what are you doing cooler. with all the spare time? Are you looking at other airplanes to purchase? No, I'm actually looking at other things I should be doing on the airplane to get it ready. I had a mechanic come over uh, to talk to me about uh, when we want to do the annual. It was due at the end of June. Yeah. Uh, but we're kind of doesn't make sense to do the annual at the end of June if I can't fly it till probably the end of July or early August. So, well, how does that work when you're doing an overhaul like this? Isn't that kind of like a, well, isn't that like an annual in its, in its own right? It it is uh, a rather extensive uh, inspection of the engine. Right. So what we what he wants to do is wait until we get the engine back on and ready to run before mm-hmm. he starts the annual in the airplane. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know if he would maybe want to do all of the airframe stuff and then just come back and follow up and do the engine. But he'd rather do it start to finish all at once and not miss anything. So right. we'll we'll get that done. So we're going to have a fresh engine and a fresh annual and be ready to to head out uh, to all points across the u.s well i I would expect that the annual would would be cheaper because you're putting in a new uh, engine like this is that not the case or no it's really probably not going to save me much because on a typical inspection when you do an annual they're doing a compression check and a few things like that on the engine and maybe an oil change well we're going to have that done already so yeah it's probably not going to make much of a difference Mm. okay so, uh, what, I mean, other than, well, you know, getting that squared away, you have nothing to do, though, right? Well, I'm sure I can find things to do. There's uh, there's some interior work I could maybe take advantage of in this next month or so while we're waiting for the what, pinnacle. What, new seats finish. and things? Or what do you mean? Uh, that's a little overkill at this point. Yeah. Uh, but there's some interior work, like the glare shield. Um, 
I'd like to do some work there, maybe put a couple new handholds for the doors and things like that, and maybe some interior panels down in the footwells. Mm-hmm. I got to make a couple phone calls. It's some minor things, but hey, I can take advantage of you know this time and and maybe even look at the uh, instrument panel itself and maybe replace the little rubber mounts that uh, that keep it from shaking. You know, there's just some little tiny projects that little I can just take on. Right. Yeah. But but some of that uh that uh stuff you're talking about is like insulation or sound uh, insulation Not even type for stuff. sound. Um a couple of years ago when we did all of the work on the interior and put the new uh avionics in, um I took out the carpet that was in the airplane because it was just so faded and old. Right. And we replaced it with a nice lightweight plastic and I just need to do a little tweaking to the footwell area because I don't like how it sits in there. Okay. All right. So he's getting a little nitpicky, but he has the time to do just that. That's fine. All right. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Any of you boys seen an aircraft carrier around here? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and keeping you up to date on Captain Dennis's engine overhaul and his Mooney 201. Uh, as uh, he mentioned earlier, there's some new blog posts up at JustPlaneRadio.com. You can see the gory pictures for yourself of this engine and what he's going through and the hell on earth that he has been experiencing mentally. As an aviation enthusiast, it's it's not what you want to see your baby all cut out open and spread all over the floor like that. I'm I'm guessing is that right, Dennis? Well, I, I like to say that the photos are NSFW, not safe for wallet. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, there's that. But you know, it could be worse. So you know, you got to be focusing on the bright side. We could be these poor saps that went to Taco Tuesday and uh, had a little incident. Because it actually, that that hit a little close to home when that news article came out. I, I guess it was last week or the week before, you think? Uh, hit way too close to home. Yeah. You know, we actually, last time we flew together in the Mooney was to Taco Tuesday. 
And it was coming back home from that, that I, I, something didn't seem right with the engine. And I basically stopped flying and was getting mechanics to start taking a look at it and took a couple of weeks of back and forth and getting a couple of different people to come out when we finally determined that, Hey, we've got a problem with this cylinder. Yeah. And so then, then I see the, the news article and start seeing the video about it and find out that this airplane that went down in the uh, Everglades over by Alligator Alley and uh, between Miami and Arcadia was on its way to Taco Tuesday. I'm like, huh? That could have yeah, been us. We were those guys, right? Yeah. And just for the record, I'm not bad luck, but that was the last flight that you took in your Mooney 201 before this engine overhaul thing took place, right? Oh, it's you know momentous. I'll always remember it. You know? Yeah. Hey, remember uh, when we went to Taco Tuesday and we flew around, Greg, and had a great time, and had that so, little engine sputter on the way back, and you kind of like, hey, that's not supposed to happen. Well, we could have been, and we could have been, you know, gator food in the Everglades. These guys ended up okay, though, right? They were. Oh, they did. They got yeah. a helicopter ride out of the Everglades and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's just funny because then it took about a week after the initial hey, an airplane, you know, emergency landing in the swamp, uh, and then the, the news cycle kind of picked it back up a week later. And went these guys are going to Arcadia for tacos. What is what so good about the tacos that you would go from Homestead, Florida to Arcadia? Hey, they're pretty awesome. Apparently, they haven't been there because the, you wouldn't have to ask that question. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't even, uh, well, I don't remember. Were they on their way back or had they uh, gotten to Taco Tuesday before they had their little incident? Do we know? They were on their way to Arcadia oh, for the tacos. And uh, from what I understand, the woman that owns the taco truck has been trying to get a hold of those pilots because their food is getting cold. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they aim to please. That's why it's such a popular thing there at the Arcadia Airport in Florida. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to be those guys. Yeah, and and what was their issue? Do we did we uh, do, what, what did they say? Did they? We haven't heard yet, but yeah. they had a you know an engine failure and mm-hmm. you know had a successful you know landing. It wasn't a crash landing. I mean, it was just an off airport landing, and you know, unfortunately, out in the Everglades, you can't really drive out, so they had to pick them up with a helicopter and, right. and bring them out, but. They got. They walked away from it. No injuries. It's well. It could it could have been a lot worse, right? Yeah. Well, it could it could have been a lot worse because it could have been me and Dennis. And thank God it wasn't. Yeah. We we get to just talk about uh, these incidents every week, and we prefer not to be part of them. Right. That's why we're. <laughs> that's why we stopped flying when I did. That's yeah. why I brought in outside opinions. And when I didn't like the continued answer of "Hey, that's just a spark plug," mm-hmm. you know, I started finding another mechanic to get a different perspective. And now we're overhauling the whole engine out of an extreme abundance of caution. And it turns out it was the right decision. Right. So, and that was how many weeks ago? Uh, I well, it was March sixteenth. Wow, <laughs> time that's flies. A long time ago, right? Unintended. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, by the time you get this thing back, it's going to be, I don't know, do the math, six Probably months? Probably six months. Yeah. Are you going to have to do it's... any kind of refresher thing, or you've been flying with your buddies there in the air park? No, I've been flying enough with the buddies in the air park. I, I've been flying with one of my neighbors to, to get his instrument rating in an arrow, which behaves very similar to the Mooney. Um, another neighbor's got a Bonanza that I get to go for a ride in occasionally, so... Yeah, I'm I'm keeping up with those. Mm-hmm. Have you been back to Taco Tuesday with your neighbors? Have anyone uh, said, "Hey, I know you don't have an aircraft, but I know you're hungry." So we did try to go up there about a week ago. My daughter had a friend uh, staying with us for a few days, and I thought it would be fun to go take them to lunch. And uh, unfortunately, we had rain 
basically cutting us off from Arcadia. So we mm. tried to go to another airport. It turns out that cafe was closed for lunch. So it's like, you know, I guess we just weren't supposed to have, you know, a fly-in lunch today. So, mm-hmm. But I tried. But you got up in the air regardless. Oh, yeah. We got, got to go flying. for a flight. She had a lot of fun. It was, it was uh, definitely... You know, nice to be able to just hop in the plane and go drive down the street and head off somewhere. Well, there it's you a go. really different lifestyle. No doubt. I, I could have used uh, that lifestyle big time last week because I got stuck in uh, traffic. Uh, we had our annual family reunion and I had like a, a 12 hour car ride both ways and the traffic sucked balls. <laughs> Once again, Another reason why having your own aircraft would just be a lifesaver, or at least keep your sanity and, uh, you know, your faith in humanity in check. Because, yeah, when you're stuck in traffic on the road, on the interstate, and you're like, why isn't this moving for literally hours? Yeah, you, you, you just go insane. So is this going to motivate you to finally get that medical? Yes, because, of course you know, it if is. If you get your medical, we can start to work on finding an airplane for you to fly. Yeah. I'll get my medical, and uh, maybe it'll save me from going mental uh, because, uh, you know, you only have to have a few of these experiences when you get stuck in traffic like that. And then, of course, where you get up to the point where, like, okay, where's the accident? And you see there is no accident. Oh, they already cleared it out, but yeah. everybody's still looking for it. Right. It was just in, It was just insanity on the roads. So, yeah, uh, I, I could have definitely used... Uh, you know, have my own aircraft. So once again, another sign. Maybe a just sign from God. Greg, get your get your pilot license already. So I, you know, I got to just take the hints. And now uh, you actually had to fly commercial because your aircraft is down for the count right now. And that uh, I don't know. Were you were you chair flying or or disagreeing with the pilot in command of your aircraft? Well, I'm not going to disagree with him. He He's up front. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I do. Okay, I'm a nerd. Everybody knows it. Uh, but I have ForeFlight, you know, open on my iPad because I'm just, you know, I'd like to see where we're going yeah. and the routes and things like that. It's fun. Well, you know, I'm watching as we're coming back into Minneapolis International in a, in a Delta 737 and we're we're right there i can see the landmarks i can see the you know the the edge of the runway lights and all of a sudden we're not landing anymore hmm. and the only thing that was going through my head is that silly song that that uh, ed keeps bringing up you, you can, can always go around go around <laughs> and sure yeah. enough we did a go around in an airliner for the first time Interesting. Uh, i talked to the pilot after we uh, landed and apparently an aircraft did not clear the runway in time and so tower you know called them at 700 feet and we had to make a go around so that was kind of fun. Huh. Okay. And actually, you were tracking this on ForeFlight as it was happening. As it was happening, I was watching all of a sudden, wait a minute, I see, I could still see the airplane on the ground because ForeFlight now has this internet traffic. Yeah. Well, well did you hear when, the uh, engine like power up, like, oh, uh, he's not landing? Yeah, no, I watched the nose go up and then, yeah, and we powered up. and About that. And I was looking down at ForeFlight and I could still see the traffic symbol on the runway. I'm like, oh, look at that. I bet that's why. And sure enough. Uh, you know, somebody didn't get off the runway in time. Tower probably cleared him a little bit too close or something. Yeah. But anyway, we had to go make another lap around the Twin Cities. I got to see my old airport uh, uh, for the second time because it was right under the wing when we flew over. So, well, at least you fun. get to you know enjoy the view, the scenic tour. Yeah. 
but you didn't hear the audio from the encounter with the tower and no, the pilot. No, I couldn't get it off a of live ATC. It was huh. that hour's well, I heard one uh, on uh, my little trip because I was listening to that stuff, and I'll share it with you next. Stay close to Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Increase altitude. Increase altitude. Stop. 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 You can always go around. If it don't look right, coming down. Don't wait until your sideways sliding on the ground. You can always. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right. So while I was stuck in traffic, I pulled up on my uh, on my phone some YouTube audio of uh, ATC encounters, and one caught my eye because it featured K O R L, which is our local executive uh, airport here in Orlando, where I do my flight training when I am training. Where that's where uh, flight training professionals is and the whole thing. And I'm like, well, what's this? And it just says, you know, something like, you know, conversation between aircraft that uh, violates Bravo airspace, which is a big no-no in our neck of the woods. Because we have this shelf of Orlando International Airport that kind of is very, very close to the executive airport that you have to stay under that shelf. Uh, so you don't uh, violate uh, the space of these big commercial aircraft in your, you know, Cessna 172 or whatever the case may be. It looked like from the headline that he might have violated it. And so I listened to it and uh, you just hear the guy from ATC just get really annoyed because he's not responding to his questions like, hey, you know, Cessna, blah, blah, blah. You're in a Bravo airspace. Please come back. And, you know, he, he doesn't. He doesn't answer. You heard this one too, right, Dennis? I did. And, you know, it is kind of a, a really challenging chunk of airspace to fly in around executive because the the, shore, or the uh, floor of the Bravo just south of the airport is only 900 feet. I mean, that's, you got to really be on your game. Yeah. So when you take off, you got to definitely turn left or I don't know, uh, what is it, east, I guess. If you go west, you're going to start to, if you're you're too high, you're going to get into Bravo airspace of the uh, Orlando International Airport, if I remember correctly. Yeah, pretty much if you head south is where. South, yeah. Yeah, if you head south of the executive, you're going to be in that 900 foot. um, And then it's only like two miles or so, and you're in the inner surface ring. So you've really got to pay attention to the charts and where you're going. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give you a lot of room to wiggle. No, it doesn't. They're flying right above us. You can look up and you can see the commercial aircraft coming in, uh, you know, in their shelf. Uh, and you're supposed to stay below this shelf. But this guy, you know, I, I don't know. It was funny. He, he was given directions to fly the pattern or something. And uh, you, you see the, you know, it's kind of cool. The graphics they have, they have the flight path on the radar showing what the aircraft is doing. And it says, okay, follow the flight path. And, you know, stay in the pattern or whatever. And he takes a turn and just like totally blows off the instructions he got and goes the exact opposite way. 
is what it sounded like to me. And you just hear the guy at ATC get more and more annoyed. And then when he starts saying, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you're, you're, you are, uh, you know, you're violating Bravo airspace. You can't do that. The guy doesn't respond at all. And then finally, after talking to other aircraft and he's kind of trying to figure out and he's like, hey, do we have an emergency? Please come back. And still nothing. He finally comes back and says, oh, uh, Tower, I'm having a radio problem. <laughs> that was probably the best answer he could come exactly. up with. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he had an issue, but I don't think it was the fact that he couldn't hear him. Just the way he said it, it sounded like I got to come up with a good lie well, that it's going to cover my problem, ass. The problem was Raleigh <laughs> between his headsets. <laughs> maybe that could be, yeah, he had taken his headsets off or something, but he was saying he yeah. was having radio problems or something. And by, by looking at his flight path, it just looked like he didn't even know where he was. Because the way the fly the the flight path was uh, tracking, but but you know it all ended well uh, to a certain extent. He you know he finally came back. He said, "Yeah, and he, where are you going? I'm going here. Okay, well, get the hell out of my airspace. But call me, <laughs> call me when you get uh, de- to your destiny. Wanna, you know, set up a little. Yeah, let's have a little chat. You know, and he, and I got to give the the ATC guy, the tower guy, credit. He didn't really get aggravated. I mean, I think if I were him, I would have probably my you know. The uh, energy in my voice might have went up a little higher than he did. He kept his cool, uh, but he was uh, like, yeah, you know, give me a call. Let's talk about this. Just want to talk about it. You know, I might have been like, hey, idiot, what are you doing? You're killing me here. You know, uh, so, you know, hats off to the folks at ATC. Usually, you know, we've talked about this before, how how pilots, good pilots are very good at at hiding their true emotions. You know, they're, they're very professional, but that was one of the first times where I've heard it on ATC. Are you with me on this, Dennis? Yeah, I could, you know, you could hear his frustration, yeah. but what do you do, you know? Right, you, you but, can't but he yell was still, him. right, well, you could. I mean, it's you're It's not going to do anybody any good. He's got other people on the frequency he's got to deal with, I too, bet so. you the video and uh, audio on YouTube would have went more viral if he got a little bit more irate or, or you know, dropped an F-bomb or two. <laughs> I'm just saying. Keep that in mind if you want your video to go viral, you know, next time. I don't think they have a dump switch on ATC's feeds, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And then he probably would have gotten in trouble, too, maybe. But still, it all ended well. But it was kind of interesting to to hear that scenario at your own local airport and just, uh, you know, like, okay, at least I wasn't that guy. Yeah, well, you learn from it. Don't do that. (laughs) Right. Right. This is what not to do. And uh, I definitely picked that uh, lesson up pretty Pretty clearly, but you know they have a lot of these videos out on YouTube. If you want to watch them, they they are quite they're quite entertaining for us uh, aviation enthusiasts. Would you agree? Oh yeah, there's a, there's a great one about a guy flying a Cessna 210 into the uh, Class Bravo in Las Vegas and flat out denying and telling it, I did not, I I'm not flying into your Bravo, and you know, well, give me a clearance and all right. this kind of stuff. You know, just really belligerent and and what wanted ATC to apologize to him. Yeah, it's like, though, I guess you could take that approach, but I think it's much better to just, you know, hey, comply and talk on the ground. And yeah, so sorry. Uh, but but, you know, we, we've been in the news quite a bit. You know, they started uh, launching these space, SpaceX rockets and it's been going on quite a bit in Florida. But now they're starting to, uh, you know, the the booster rockets that they use to set off these uh, rockets with Elon Musk and those things are now coming back to land and potentially uh, adding 
sonic booms to Florida again. You know, we'll see how that uh, unfolds. But they had an incident this past Tuesday where somebody violated the TFR for the rocket launch that they were going to do this for the first time. And they had to scrub the the launch. And then Elon Musk got on what Twitter and was complaining about the TFR or something yeah. or what? He said, uh, unfortunately, the launch uh, is called off for today as an aircraft entered the keep out zone, which is unreasonably gigantic. <laughs> it's just like, you know, leave it to Elon Musk to just call it out. But if you do have an opportunity to go on to like uh, uh, Sky Vector or something like that and take a look at the uh, TFRs that are put up, especially for this week's uh, transporter launch, they're they're sending the rocket south along the Florida coast uh which is different than their normal trajectories. And then they're bringing the booster back onto land instead of on one of the drone ships out in the ocean. Well, they have reserved a, about a 50 mile strip all the way from, or from uh, basically Orlando to Miami, 50 foot wide, no fly zone to 91,000 feet. So try keeping airplanes out of that. Yeah. Well, a 50 mile, I think is at 50 foot, but 50 yeah, sorry, miles. 50 miles wide to 91,000 feet off yeah. the entire East coast. Of that Florida. is a bit large, you know, I don't know. It, it would seem like it, they could probably trim that up a little bit. I mean, they do this every time for presidential visits and things like that. And they always look so huge to me as well. So he might be on to some because he he also said he goes look you know if we're going to get uh, caught up with the nineties we got to start managing this better because this isn't going to work with the technology that I'm planning to bring to the world which will be you know space flight for you know people that want to just travel from one place to the other you know we're going to have more of these type of uh, rocket launches we got to well, figure out how to manage that airspace better. And that's what he said. There's no way we can become a spacefaring civilization unless we change the regulations because everything is currently broken. Hmm. Uh, you know, and we have the Air Force now looking at the possibility of using rockets to move cargo across the planet. Okay, well, that'll be cool, but we got to get the airspace thing uh, managed properly. And look, if Elon Musk is demanding it, uh, who are we to disagree? And on that note, let's just wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 